Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show, and today we are sponsored by the Football Index, where you can become a football trader on the football stock market. Put your football knowledge to the test, uh, and you can gain money off the back of it. If you want to find out more, click the link in the description. But Football Index kindly donated a thousand pounds for us, and we're building up our portfolio as we speak, and we'll bring you an update on that later on in the video. And anything we make. On the index, we will be given to a Liverpool charity, so thank you to them for that. Uh, let's hope we make a lot of money for charity. Obviously, you have to be 18 plus and you have to be in the UK to take part, and you've got to gamble responsibly. Anyway, we are here for the Uncensored Match Build Up Show. Today, I'm joined by Raganhild, one of the founders and owners of Hotel Tier, which everybody will know um, because you'll have seen the videos online. I'm joined by John and by Georgia for this one as well. So let's just let's start off, Raganhild. Um, we should probably make it a little less interesting this week than against West Ham. Yeah, ho hopefully we've got that, the sand out of between our toes now and we can uh, crack on after the break uh, properly. Uh, Watford isn't really happening at the moment. They haven't won since 1st of January. But saying that, they have had some strong results against the best team. So they drew against Arsenal. They drew against, I think it was, um, well, Tottenham. They won... Um, 2-0 over Manchester United. So maybe they are in a position where they only motivate themselves for the for the best teams. So who knows? You, you, if you were Nigel Pearce and John, you'd hope that's not the case given where they are in the league table. Um, because these guys, you know, 19th in the league now, admittedly only a point behind Aston Villa who are 17th. Um, they need to be up for every single game and, and, and they've got to come at us even though in recent history... Yeah. They, we've been. It, it's, not, been it's not looking great, is it? Because when they his first game was at Anfield, wasn't it? And they played really well. Mm. And I thought, well, he's going to get them away from uh, relegation zone pretty easily. And yet they've slumped back into it. So maybe it is that they do play better against better teams, which is not a good thing for us, is it? But I'm, I'm fairly certain we'll be. We've we out of the last time, eight times we've played them. We've only, we've drawn once, which was the three all at the start of the season. It was two years ago now. The first away game of the season, it was 3 all, wasn't it? Mm. And we conceded a silly one at the end, really from a corner, if I remember. Um, I've got a feeling it was the first game when Milner wasn't playing left-back and we changed our zonal marking scheme, if I remember correctly. And I think it was Moreno and Naldon was in a different place. Regardless, that was ages ago. 
since then we've won seven on the bounce or you know given in and around those fixtures so we've really had the number we've actually scored more goals against Watford than any other team that Jürgen's faced I think we've got I've got it down here 27 goals Georgia in nine games on the Jürgen Klopp against Watford that's actually incredible isn't it and Mane and Salah seem to have a field day against them each and every time as well I think as well we'll be fortunate that we're coming in off the, the West Ham game because um it's a similar sort of fixture in the sense, you know, league position and type of team and things like that. So I think it will be, you know, like you said, less interesting and things. It will be, the, the motivation will be there to let's put this to bed early or at least, you know, a lot through it. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, that's it, isn't it, um, Georgia? When, you, when you've come through a game against West Ham and you've struggled a little bit to get over the line... You're not going to take the next game for granted, are you? You're going to come out the blocks firing. Yeah, it's what we said, though, about, you know, after the Atletico game of, like, it's good for us to lose, which is odd. It, it's good for us to have that kind of um, test against a sort of easy game to, to give people a kind of not be complacent, to give them a kick up to the backside type thing. Um, I think as well, you, we say Watford do well against big clubs. Watford just need to do well because I think, like we were saying about Norwich, three points is so important for, for clubs like that to stay in the Premier League for another season and that will be their main aim. And I think to just think that it's going to be a, a bit of a rollover will be not giving them the credit that they deserve. Mm -hmm. OK, um, I'll tell you what, then next I think we need to talk about Liverpool and, and how you thought they played a little bit against West Ham, Ragnhild, and you know what, what can we learn from that performance? I mean, did it look to you like we were lacking a little bit of rhythm against West Ham? Definitely. Um, I don't think we played with the tempo we normally play. We didn't really look like we were on fire. We were probably thinking we, we can easily get through this game and we didn't really sort of put on our, our best performance. Um, also, I think we missed Jordan Henderson mm -hmm. immensely. He does fire up uh, the lads a lot more behind the scenes than we realise uh, on the stands. Um, yeah, so all in all, you know, it was okay, but I, I just think we lacked a little bit of, of concentration. Yeah. Um, and would John would, would you be would you be changing anything going into this game? I think the big debate is probably going to be around Kater and Oxley Chamberlain, who takes that other midfield spot. Yeah, well, I thought Kater was very disappointing, wasn't he? Um, and it's this old argument: do you give him a run of games to try and get him up to speed, or you know, can you not take? afford to take the chance. I, I think Ox deserves a shot, given how well he played when he came on. And it, it's funny about Henderson, because you asked me in the match, I've, do you think we've missed him? And I said, I don't think we have, because at that moment, I'd never thought about him. Yeah. And he'd not come into me thinking. <coughs> but I realised, really, that Cater wasn't a great substitute for him, was he? You know, there was a big gap between what Henderson would have done and what Cater was doing. Mm. Um, so I think Ox probably deserves a shot. You know, um, at least he came on with a lot of energy and he, he knew we needed to score goals. So he was always on the front foot, wasn't he? And that, that's the thing for me. I, when, I, when I think about it and I, I talk about, you know, Cater and Oxford, such different styles, aren't they? Yeah. You know, one of these guys is sort of Cater, he's a bit enigmatic. He, 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 he dribbles in a such a seemingly strange way to me. His head's up. He's looking for passes. He's not looking at the ball at his feet, and he's he's dinking past players. And you know he seems to show up like a phenomenal, uh, phenomenally. Apologies, 
on the stat sheet. When when people are in the ground, they're so divided on him as to whether he's had a good game or a bad game. Whereas Jordan Henderson, you know, universally now we're talking about him like he's having a good game every week. And but then you bring Ox on. Now, did he perform because they'd been softened up, they were a little bit tired towards the end of the game, they'd been chasing us for large portions of the game, or did he perform because it was the directness that he plays with that opened up you know, the spots during the, during the latter parts mm. of the game? Would it have worked in reverse? Would Ox have struggled for the first 60 and K to come on and the game opened up? What do you think? Uh, no, I think um, good players generate confidence around them as well. And I think Kate at the moment, because he hasn't still completely adapted to the tempo in Premier League, he's more sort of in the Bundesliga still. Uh, and probably also because he hasn't had enough games to adapt, really. Um, I think because he was losing the ball, um, uh, it just sort of generates uh, worse performance on the players around him as well, because their confidence drops as well. So I think when Ox came on, that raised the confidence and, um, and the level of performance around him as well because he was so good and as, as you said you know he generated so much more energy um, and better passes and um, and raised the tempo so uh, I think if he had started I think it would have looked differently. Okay well we've got a little bit of an update as promised at the beginning of the show uh, we're going to go and have a look what Paul's doing with our portfolio and see how much money we can raise for charity. Hello everyone, it's time for the Football Index updates, as I'm sure you know by now, but I'll explain anyway. They've given us £1,000 to build a portfolio. The proceeds generated from this will be going to a charity of our choice. Things were going splendidly. Things are going slightly less splendid at the moment. Now, we are still up. We are currently up £32.82. Um, however, if we look uh, at our portfolio, over the last 24 hours, we're down 0.4%, which is 380 Over seven days, that's 1%, which is minus £10.07, which obviously gives us our current total. The, the big culprits here, the obvious ones to draw attention to is Mohamed Salah, um, who's down despite the fact that he scored at the weekend his value's down to 3.94 from the 4.12 we, we picked him up for and Neymar is down significantly as well that's where we're taking the biggest hits we're actually minusing them but I think what we're doing across the portfolios is there's been a little loss of value Trent Alexander-Arnold's not quite at the heights that he was a couple of weeks ago which again is you know is interesting because he picks up two assists in the week I think Trent's going to pick back up a game. Look, Trent's going to be a phenomenal footballer. He's going to get better week on week. I'm going to hold on to him. But I think we might have seen all we're going to see from Kai Havertz for the moment because a lot of that was based on transfer rumours they'll pick up later in the season. But now, for the here and now, I think we need to start getting some 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 numbers up there. Neymar, I wasn't happy. That was your choice via the ball. It's not worked out. The question is, do we hold on for the, for the second legs of the Champions League's? and then make the changes, or do we move things on? Kurt Jones has been our big success, and we're definitely going to keep him until the FA Cup, and then I think it'll be time to move him on, because I don't think he's going to get much football after the FA Cup game against Chelsea. Oxford Chamberlain's doing really well, Joe Gomez is doing really well for us, but I think, yeah, I think I'm going to let one of Neymar and Kai Havertz go. Let me know in the comments section underneath, or tweet us at the Redmen TV, which of those two you think it should be. We've seen how high we can get. We can get back there, but I do need your help. I do need your advice. Uh, so, yeah, keep that advice coming in. And we'll be back with the latest update next week. Cheers. So, there you go. Hopefully, Paul will be making loads of money for a little charity of our choosing. John, um, there is also a little bit of a chat to be had about Adam Lallana, who seems to have gone missing from the first team over the last few weeks. I know James Milner missed training on Wednesday, um, so he's probably not likely to be involved in this game. Would you think about Adam Alana in this type of a game? 
interestingly, until you mentioned him, I hadn't thought about him at all. He'd <laughs> totally <laughs> gone off my radar. <laughs> but he's been like that all season. He, he's the forgotten man, and then suddenly he appears, and he plays well. I mean, he's a good player, isn't he? It gives us. He's, he is one of those players that gives you energy because he's always moving the ball on really quickly. Um, so he's, he is a good alternative, but I do think he's down the pecking order now. And I think the fact that he's probably going to move on you know, says a lot about where his position is at the club at the moment. So um, I think he, he's more likely to play against Chelsea. Would anybody pick Lallana in this game? No? Mm-hmm. Shake of the head? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No. I think it's different <laughs> styles, though, like you said. Like, Ox and Kather are so different in their styles. And I think that was the thing against West Ham. I think the the way the game was going and the type of game it was and the way West Ham were playing was Ox suited that a lot more than Kater did. I always feel like he suits kind of European nights a lot more in that type of football. I think against Watford, I think again, Ox will be the more likely one who, who kind of shines in that environment. I, I must admit, I think I think it's got to be Ox. I think, you know, I was a little bit surprised that Cater got the start. I can understand Jürgen probably wanting to get him game time like you said, Wagenhill before. And, you know, I think he probably does need a run of games and I, I, that's what makes me doubt myself because I, th- I know what Klopp, I, I think I know what Klopp's like. Sometimes he likes to give them a chance to prove himself. He's not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater just because of a poor 53 and a half minutes or whatever it was when the substitution was made. And Ox, but Ox, on the flip side, he played so well covering for Mane on the left-hand side that I thought, well, he's got, he's got to keep his place in the sides. You know, a bit of meritocracy goes a long way sometimes, doesn't it? Then he comes in, grabs the game by the absolute scruff of the neck, and now you think, how can you drop him now? Exactly. I mean, he, he changed the game. And especially against the teams who will fear Liverpool as much as Watford will, they will park the bus more than, than some of the other teams. And with Ox, he creates that um, unpredictable... You can't really predict what he's going to do because he's got so many options. He can shoot from a distance, he can dribble his way in. So I think he's a great player on um, defensive 
teams or underdogs. I yeah. think as well, just what you were saying about Kate and not quite adapting to Premier League, you forget how long Oxley Chamberlain's been in the Premier League environment for. Like he was oh, at, since it started. <laughs> but he's been there since ninety two. <laughs> I think he was playing since Southampton at the time. He was the second youngest player to, yeah, to start. Yeah, he was, was like him and Walcott were like yeah, sort of sixteen years he's old. He's been there and he's been whether he's been playing or been training in a first team Premier League environment mm. since he's kind of hit what puberty. But, but, yeah, <laughs> like before his voice dropped. Yeah. He's he started a lot of games recently, hasn't he? Which uh, and he's he's it's paid off because he scored goals as well. I think he's in one of his best uh, runs of form, even from his Arsenal days. Mm. So he's well worth having in the side now while he's hot. And it's so impressive also being away for that long to manage to keep the motivation and actually make that motivate you even more instead of taking you down. He missed out on so many amazing experiences with Liverpool last year. And, and that's what uh, he's fighting for now, yeah, though. Exactly. His own little piece of that yeah. history, isn't he? So and I, I must admit, like I, I think I think that will be the the lineup. I think he does go with Alex Oxley Chamberlain in the middle. I think it's pretty easy. Uh, uh, the rest of the team, the back five is the best back five in maybe Europe right now, maybe the world. The front three is up there with the best strike force in world football as well. And we just keep changing parts in that engine room to keep it fresh and keep everyone buzzing over and ticking over and stuff. Uh, is there any? Are there any other changes anyone would make? You know, with an eye on Chelsea in the cup or. No, I think I think Chelsea's going to be what's left. The substitutes bench plus. What what I mean when we first had the draw, I thought, oh, that's going to be a really tough game. That and he might well go with a stronger team, but you know Chelsea have got a lot of injuries, so they're not playing their best team at the moment. So I think he'll take the chance and he'll give the the second string a good run out because it'll be full of first team players, just not players who are playing regularly at the moment. So do you think there's any anything, John, where you know when Liverpool get into a rhythm, and you know it's getting a game, game every three days, game every four days, and the team just seems to, the like the, the the passing seems to go a bit crisper and a bit smoother, and but the front you, three seems to play better. If you listen better. to Klopp, he always says four days is fine, three days isn't. Four days is what you need to recover from a game to play the next one. If it's three days, it's not it's not the same, and the sports scientists are probably telling him you should rest these players and rest those, you know. So I, I think this one is too soon. If it had been the day after, I think he may well have gone with that, you know, the rhythm. But I don't think he will. So then it will be a case of Bournemouth, Atletico, same side. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I like that. I think as well with, with the rhythm, just from experiences, when you are playing with the same kind of people or you're in training and you know you've got that game coming within a very it does tick over and it can work the opposite way obviously if you hit that bad run of form then it, it carries on but you when you're seeing them people a lot more than you're seeing your own family it becomes that kind of environment where you're working and you, you're so focused on on what you're you're trying to achieve yeah i know i agree with that and um obviously we normally do a little segment on rival fixtures ragnar's first time you joined us for the build-up show um We've got no rivals anymore in the Premier League. Um, we've, we we kind of sat that segment off a little while ago. I think when we got to about 16 points ahead or something, we just stopped talking about the other sides. But Manchester City playing the Carabao Cup final against Aston Villa on Sunday. So the, the lead could go up to 25 points, which is just ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> is it done? Oh, yes. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, we don't have to hold our breath anymore. We only need to win four more in, what, 11 rounds? Uh, if I got my, my, my stats right. Yeah, but I, d I don't even think we need to win four. No, because, because I don't think City will beat us when we play them. 
and that means we actually don't need that extra game. So. That's true, that's true. So it could be, we, I was saying this to Ros earlier on, we could actually win it, but not know we've won it. Mm. We have to keep on playing until more points are dropped by the opposition. You do want there to be a game where you win the league, though, don't you? Mm. Yeah. And you, you want it to be home. Yeah, Anfield, I, I want really. it to be at Anfield. I mean, people talk about it, and they're like, good, and all that. It's like, you know the joy of being with 50 other thousand other Liverpool fans? Yeah. I would never change that for the world. I no, wanted to be at Anfield. I wanted, wanted to be, to be a game. That, that was so, what was so special with Aguero and, and QPR and things like that was the atmosphere and the things like that that it created. Like you, It wouldn't have been the same if it was the other way, but... I'd no, rather be at home. That was a mad one, that, and I hate talking about that. But I, we were talking about that in the office <coughs> the other day, like greatest Premier League moments. And I think two or three of uh, the lads who work behind the camera was like, that's the greatest Premier League moments. And I was like, no. <laughs> Collymore closing in in Newcastle 4 3, that's the greatest <laughs> Premier League moment. I don't give a damn about someone shouting about Aguero and then winning the league. Great moments, admittedly, but not my favourite moment. Sod off, Aguero. Uh, you've won enough now, anyway. Uh, so we're going to do uh, score predictions. I'm going to start with you, Georgia. What do you think the score will be? 4 0. 4 0. 3 0. 3 0. I'm going for 4 0 as well, actually. 4 0 as well. Mm. Okay. I'll go 3 0 with John. <laughs> Girls, boys, that's who's right on this one. 14 0. Girl power here. That's good, isn't it? And it, So, preferred 11s, is everybody just picking Ox, by the way? I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Wijnaldum and Fabinho? Yeah. yeah. It's quite easy, really, isn't it? I think Jürgen probably doesn't have as hard a job as we all think. He's got a great squad. He's got a great start in 11. Um, and that has been the Uncensored Match Build-Up show for Wofford. Before we go, though, uh, Ragenheld, I introduced you poorly at the start of the show. I forgot to mention that you're actually an author of a lot of Liverpool books. True. But there's something else that you're doing as well with International Women's Day upcoming. Uh, do you want to tell the audience about it? Yeah, well, um, when I... Uh, published my first book, which which was an official Liverpool book. Um, I promoted it by flying ex-players in to do book signings with me, and then we funded it by doing supporter events at night. And I was just surprised how many females that would show up on the book signings and the events. Um, and I thought, why can't we see uh, that reflected on the members who are like uh, members of the official supporters club in Norway? I lived in Norway at the time. Uh, because when I, I checked it out, it was less than 8% of the members who were women. Mm -hmm. um, and they asked me to become a board member uh, for the Norwegian branch. Uh, this is 10 years ago. And one of my first uh, things that I wanted to do was to do like a, um, a campaign to encourage more women to become a part of our supporters club and our family. Because obviously there are so many benefits of being in a, a supporter branch, you know, with access to Anfield and discount on merch and wonderful magazines and all the stuff that a supporter branch can offer. And I thought it was strange how the girls were not a part of that. Um, so we started Live Girls Norway. We made a Facebook page to create a platform where the girls could be um, on their own so they didn't have to fear people criticizing their opinions or patronizing them or quizzing them about if they knew the offside rule and all the stuff that we girls get that you lads never get. I'm um, glad no one asked me the offside rule. <laughs> it's just assumed that I know it. It's changed that many times over the years. I'm not up to date on it anyway. Well, see, there you go. Um, so we started this, this Facebook group and then we created trips with girls only once a year. And these trips have been incredible. Uh, we have had women from 
goes from 14 to 74 on the trips. And I'll never forget this lady. She was in her 70s and she just bawled her eyes out when she came to Anfield because she'd never ever had the chance to go. Um, unlike me, a lot of girls out there, not just in Norway, but all over the world, feel a bit lonely as Liverpool supporters because their girlfriends don't support or are ju not just as crazy about football as, as they are. Um, and they don't feel as a part of the lads. Um, so they feel a bit sort of isolated. Um, and, and that's not the case with me. Um, I love traveling to European away games with the lads. And, uh, but that's not for everyone. So, um, and I love going alone uh, to Anfield and sit in different seats and, and chat to different people. That's one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> but that's not for everyone. Some, some girls need support, need someone to go with. Um, so uh, these campaigns have been incredible. All these friendships have been built over the seven years we've run the campaign. So this year I've decided, well, I've worked on this for two years with Liverpool Football Club to bring this campaign to an international level. So we're now um, kick-starting Liver Girls International. Okay. We want the whole world of female Reds to come together uh, on digital platforms such as Live Girls International on Facebook, uh, but also on Twitter and, and Instagram. So we have platforms where they can share their passion, um, ask questions, meet friends um, go all year round. Go to, yeah, go to footy, meet up for meals, travel together. Um, but it's also a campaign to empower girls um, because when you feel that you're not alone and you have people to discuss football with, you'll get more confident. And one of my sort of side ideas of this campaign is also to create um, a media picture of supporters that are a little bit more diverse because a lot of the time, in, and it, this is great, two of, of four girls in the studio today, so well done to Redmond <laughs> TV. But um, a lot of the time, if supporters are being interviewed after Premier League game, you will see a fat, drunk, please say, mi middle-aged man. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's I'm like. Sorry, what I what don't if, turn up that often. What, what about the interviewer? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> so that's the other side. You know, I want more girls to dare to say yes when media approach them. I want more media to ask girls of their opinions, um, and I want more girls to create to to. Um, to choose uh, a direction as a football writer like myself or a football pundit or work in the industry. It's, it's terrible to call football the industry, but it is. Um, yeah, so, so that's the whole idea. So um, International Women's Day International is Women's up. Day is coming up the day after Bournemouth. So we are making a huge party to mm -hmm. celebrate all the wonderful female Reds of this club. Um, a chance for them to to uh, strengthen the networks, their platforms, their friendships, their confidence if they need that, but basically have fun together, meet new friends um, in a surrounding that feels comfortable to everyone, both mm -hmm. the tomboys like myself and the girly girls. So we are having a fan zone garden party with live uh, Liverpool supporter songs mm -hmm. from 2.30 at Hotel Tia in 21 Anfield Road, okay. which is 200 metres from the ground. Everybody will know where Hotel I Tia is by so. now anyway. You're very welcome. If you are a girl, any age. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I'm hoping that most of the girls will wear red, a red dress or, or pants or whatever, top, uh, or keep her green. 
Um, okay. Just because it will make spectacular photos uh, when we then move on to Anfield, the stadium, six o'clock for um, reception of bubbles in the executive lounge. And then we'll have a little um, tour to the boardroom and go behind the scenes, you I know, treaty girls. <laughs> you do. Okay, I'm not squeezed into a little red dress yeah. for quite some time. <laughs> It's going to be Just rewarding. tie a belt round and triple XL Liverpool shirt and off I go. I've got, the, I've got the Beyonce arse already. That's coming with me free of charge. Well, I am going to look for, for beard studs. I will look for beard studs when you, when you show your tickets. Um, and yet we will have special guest speakers, motivational guest speakers. Peter Moore himself, the CEO wow. of Liverpool, is talking. Um, I think someone from the LFC Women is coming. Uh, the incredibly inspirational Lizzie Doyle, producer of the award-winning Anfield Rap, is coming to talk. I'll be hosting it and there will be a very special Liverpool legend. It's a surprise for now who's going to come and join us as well. And we'll have a wonderful dinner and then uh, you'll have uh, uh, George Sefton, the voice of Anfield. Okay as a very special DJ. Lovely. So we can dance the night away with, uh, with George, which is just incredible. So it is making history from the fans to the fans. Brilliant. Some proper girl power, and we hope that this can create uh, the start of a movement throughout Premier League. All the clubs, all the top flight international clubs, think about the girls, encourage the girls, welcome the girls, uh, because, you know, it is England's biggest girls sport it's Norway's biggest girls sport football football is about to become the world's biggest girls sport as well so we can't forget them mm -hmm. but this isn't a campaign to campaign for women's football this is a campaign to support the female supporters whether you like the LFC women or, women or, or, or the LFC men's Brilliant. Well, uh, we'll put the link in the description uh, yeah. where you can buy the tickets and stuff like that as well. That's it's great. Sunday the 8th of March, 2.30 you have to be there, is it? Well, anytime. It's, and it's free. You know, the, the fan zone mingle is free for anyone. You okay. don't need, well, all the girls, you don't need a ticket for that. But 6 o'clock we walk over to Anfield for the reception and the dinner. Cool. Mm. Brilliant. It sounds I'm absolutely excited. brilliant. You need to come. You're interested, Georgia? I'm free on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Ragnar, for coming in and talking about it. If you are a female Liverpool fan, uh, the link is in the description. If you fancy it and you can make it over, I'm sure it'll be brilliant. Uh, we're going to catch up, I think, a little later on in the year in Vegas, maybe? Ragnar's. Oh, yes. That'll be so much fun. Can't wait for that. <laughs> you know, I've just started planning now that the, the grand finale of the show on the Saturday. Okay. We're going to do a Champions Night. And it's going to be a journey throughout, you know, the successful years of Liverpool with songs along the way and the different legends talking about different sides of winning mentality and, and the European nights. And oh, it's going to be so special. And most importantly, what happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Thank you very much for, uh, for watching. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the Red Men TV. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.